Welcome back to the Nothing But Podcast. I'm your host, Nate. I'm joined, as always, with Kevin and Noah. And we'll start today's episode off with a nice COVID rant. I just want to say that Kevin and I, we had a pretty good battle in fantasy. It was much closer than I thought. However, one player decided that it was, you know, nice of him to break COVID protocol and to do whatever he did. And he was out for seven games. And that player happened to be Kevin Durant, my best player on my team. And Katie, if you listen to this, I blame you and solely you for my fantasy loss this year, all because you couldn't stay inside or do something to just, you know, be safe during these pandemic times. And we've known about this for almost a year. This is no excuse. You've had COVID before in May. So, you know, actually, maybe I'm not surprised you decided to break code protocol. Maybe you were like uh, James Harden, had to go out to the strip club. I can't judge you for that. But what I can judge you for is your zero fantasy points for a week straight. That quite pissed me off. It made me very mad. I was expecting – and it, I will say this. You came back and had 60 points on Sunday. You know, where was that Monday through enough. Saturday? It wasn't enough. It was not to enough. Hold back the Kevin train from going. So, number one seed in the league. The excuses can begin. Yeah, yeah. No, this is not. No, this is a valid no, excuse. This is a valid excuse. Kevin, you blew my look, perfect fantasy season. It was. It was indeed a valid excuse. But I also had a gambit of injuries this week, so. It, it, it should have been much more of a blowout. And hey, to be fair, also on COVID, Seth Curry decided to uh, get COVID as well. And he was on my fantasy team. He was out for like two games. Uh, I think that's all I want to rant about. So yeah, we can, uh, we'll transition Seth, this. Seth Curry, we can transition to the Sixers game, which was a game that shouldn't have been played. We had, we technically had eight players, but Mike Scott is still injured. So he wasn't going to be able to play. So we had seven players, and the embarrassment Nuggets only won by twelve. When give me give me one second. I think Jokic just isn't that good, mate. Dude, he's he, hey stats don't lie. This man has had some baller stats. I think he has like okay. five triple doubles in nine games. Let me say That's this: fine. we almost beat the Nuggets with a starting lineup of Tyrese Maxey. Isaiah Joe, Danny Green, Dakota Mathias, and Dwight Howard. Almost beat Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Will Barton, Paul Millsap, and Nikola Jokic. That team should be humiliated to only beat a G League squad by 12. Like, are you kidding me? Nah, I agree with you, dude. I've been saying the Nuggets haven't looked good all season. I think they're sitting at like... 13 for the playoff spot. And I mean, they were, they were moments when Dwight was eating against Jokic. He like, sucks at defense. He's, he's a very more st- like st- uh, offensive guy. All right. Dwight only had 11, but still there were, they were moments when Dwight was just bodying Jokic and he couldn't do anything. Yeah. Now I can see the fix some real fast, but, and also, this game, people aren't talking about this, but this is a testament of the coaching of Doc Rivers to keep a team so under-talented in a game, to keep it that close. I mean, we were winning at certain points. Dude, and he got so much uh, flack last year for, you know, having PG and Kawhi not being, quote, a good coach. So, I mean, that whole team also really didn't have a good attitude at all. No, they were so – I'm, I'm not – 
They expected to win. I'm not going to take the blame away from Doc for that. Exactly, no. I'm not going to fully blame him. But off off of that point, Kev, I think we should – we might be the first to talk about this. So this is, I don't know, breaking news or a hot take that we have, and I'll give it to Noah to get the hot take. So, um, yeah, like Nate said, I haven't heard this from any official source. I've seen some people on Twitter talking about it, but no one, like – no one whose opinion matters, I'll be honest. But um, I've, I, yeah, I've been thinking. So I'm a Wizards fan, as you know. Um, the Wizards in the last week have played the Sixers and the Celtics, who have both been – they've had games – they've had their team worked out by COVID. So, like, I was thinking about it. Like, how does no one on the Wizards test positive? How is no one in precautions? And then if someone on the Wizards does test positive, the tracing will go back to all the teams – the other teams we played. Like, we're playing the Suns right now. So um, I wouldn't be surprised. And I think two games in the next two days have been postponed already. So I wouldn't be surprised if the whole postponed for two or three weeks. Yeah, the uh, Pelicans-Mavs was postponed. The game tonight was postponed. I know. And the Celtics-Bulls tomorrow, I think. Yeah. The Heat and the Celtics the other night was postponed, right? And I saw something by ESPN that the NBA at this point has no uh, – What's that word? Uh, no, just plans to postpone the season. But that could also just be them thinking positive. But I'm with Noah. If this gets any worse, I could see a potential postpone or I mean, a resort back to the bubble, which was proven to work. This this little breakout is like the first real test of can the NBA actually handle people getting COVID in a, a normal uh like a normal atmosphere, like not the bubble. So I'm excited to see how this looks when we're when we're recording next because this could very well be the only games that are postponed and the NBA handles it well. Or we could see eight, nine, ten more games postponed and a couple dozen more positive tests in the league. So it'll be it'll be interesting. And I think it's also goes back to the players of being, I guess responsible at the end of the day and not going out to strip clubs or things like that. So I, it really should be put on the players more than anything that you just have to be strict. Like the NFL, they've been pretty good. They've had like, a, you know, their fair share, but they've ended up getting through the season, but with, there are a lot more games with basketball. So it'll be interesting to see what, how this develops in a week and in two weeks and later on to the season. Is it, is it a crazy idea to start like, Strictly enforcing fines on guys who get in trouble for this? I think so, yeah. I think it's crazy. necessary. Like, enough money for them to care about it. I mean, because they're really jeopardizing their season and fans and money to the league. So, I would, yeah, I would definitely fine them. Yeah. Maybe like 20 grand or something. I mean, yeah, they make enough money. That's something nothing. But really going to lose sleep over, yeah. But, I mean, if you just put some out there that, like, yeah, if you do this, it has consequences. And maybe they'll think twice about their actions. So yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm on board for that. Maybe the uh, Adam Silver's just hop on the podcast and just get. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe the NBA just play, just pays uh, club bouncers in Houston to watch out for Harden. Yeah, dude. I mean, also just wear masks too. Like that, that was the biggest thing with James Harden because did he not have a mask on when he was yeah. photographed? Yeah. So that's, I don't know. They just gotta, they gotta be better and they gotta get over this because I want basketball. It's been. I didn't. The bubble didn't seem real 
to me. It just felt weird, but this seems like a little bit better since it's in the stadiums. So they get canceled. I don't know what, what I'm going to do. I don't know what we're going to do with the podcast, but we'll do some of the podcast, but Dude, we need basketball. The fact that Harden possibly had COVID, was out of shape, and hung over, and still puts up like 50 points, I mean, that is that is like a – like a college legend in one sentence right there. Mark my words, man. In a couple of years, there's going to be a 30 for 30 on James Harden. Just all <laughs> off of that. That's going to be the entire plot. Oh, there, there will 100% be a 30 for 30. I can't wait, dude. James Harden. It might, it, it might be on the same tier as uh, the last dance. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Very Dennis Rodman-esque. But so we'll move on from uh, COVID Talks. And we'll go back to uh, Kev's 76ers and we'll do a little rookie of the year talk. Kind of break our thoughts down for who we think is going to win. So I'll give it to Kev because he's uh, pretty excited about this one. Do I think Tyrese Maxey is going to be the rookie of the year? No, because of minutes. If he was playing like LaMelo minutes, would he be rookie of the year? 1,000%. I think think minute for minute, he's the best rookie because – I don't know what it is, but he plays on the court with balls of steel. Like, the other day, we were playing the Nuggets, and the amount of punch he just drove straight at Jokic. Like, no fear. And and one out most of the times is nuts. Like, I haven't seen a sixer play like this since AI. Because even Ben, like, pulls out of drives a lot. Tyrese Maxey does not pull out, all right? Under any circumstance, he does not do it. Pull out game weak. Like, he's a dog. And the the difference between him and Simmons is that every time Simmons ever stepped on the court before the NBA, he was the biggest player on the court. He was the most athletic player on the court. He was probably the best player on the court. Maxi doesn't have that. So every minute he's on the court, he's playing like it's his last minute he'll ever play. And fighting for a spot. Yeah. He's, he's got a dog in him. And I love it. Who do I think is really going to be rookie of the year? Wiseman. I think he is. Because if it weren't for Anthony Edwards' dumbass contested three, I would probably say him. But he's just, like, painfully inefficient. How is Edwards playing? I haven't watched any of the – I mean, I know they're last. The T-Wolves are in the West. He, uh, right now, he's got 14-3-2. Oh, dude, the Mellow smoked that. They got to start with the Mellow. They really do. Devontae Grimm hasn't been playing well this year. Not at all. He's averaging 10, 3, and 5. Lamelo's averaging 12, 6, and 5. So, and like, I don't know who's more efficient. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be honest. Everyone in Charlotte wants to see Lamelo play. They don't, they don't Dude, care about the if, if fans had come to the stadium, Lamelo would definitely be starting because they would bring in so much fan revenue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this this is also Michael Jordan running the franchise that we have to consider. So, dude, I'm gonna be surprised if Michael Jordan just suits up one time and just comes down there and just shows him how it's done. 
I feel dude, like we he's gotta dead. get an All Star game halftime of him versus Levar Ball. Dude, Levar Ball is so down. He's even <laughs> talked about it. It's okay, is that uh, is, is that all you got in Rookie of the Year, Kev? Yeah. Yep. All right. No, who do you think's gonna or who's your front runner? Oh, um, like I just said, uh, just mentioned briefly. I think I think it'll be Lamelo because I don't I don't see him coming off the bench for much longer. Um, he's I think he's proving that he's good enough to be a starter and that he is the future of the Hornets. So I don't know why he'd be coming off the bench. Um, and yeah, he's, I'm going to be honest. I haven't watched, I watched a little bit of Maxi. Um, I haven't watched Edwards and I watched a little bit of Watson. But I've definitely watched the most Lamella. So I'm probably a little biased, but I, I would say he's front runner for me right now. Yeah. I'm with you too. I get the Charlotte network cause I kind of live near them and Lamella, he he's also shown that he can be like a non-selfish player, like for the good, like for the first couple games of the season, he only he was averaging like probably less than ten, but he was getting like he was passing the ball, he was looking to create shots for other players rather than get his own. But two nights ago, a couple nights ago, off the bench he had a triple double. He had twenty two, twelve, and eleven in thirty one minutes, which is pretty good for a rookie. Also, the youngest rookie to do it, younger than all of us here right now, which is pretty crazy. I mean, so he's he's coming off the bench, but. Playing 31 minutes isn't really like you, you know what I'm saying? That's that's not really being a bench player. That's kind of But I mean it's a different mindset. Like uh Lou Williams always talked about coming off the bench, you gotta have a different mindset coming into the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I give him mad respect for getting a triple double off I'm not, the I'm not saying that to take away from him. Yeah, but also I, I know where you're coming from too. Thirty one minutes is a lot. It's a good part of the game. I don't really get the 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 point in not starting him over Devonte because do do you consider playing Lamelo at small forward? He's dude. He's six seven. Definitely could. Yeah, he he just has to learn his defense. Probably would. Yeah, wouldn't help. Imagine him, him having a guard like LeBron. Kawhi. Yeah. Or LeBron. Yeah, I mean, if you if if you have a defensive perimeter of Devontae Graham, Terry Rozier, and Lamelo, I mean, come on. Yes, yeah, light work. Who on that team could guard though? Hayward, Bridges, Bridges. Yeah, Bridges. yeah. he's a big boy. But I I like how Lamelo's playing. I like that he's going in there with a with a a rookie attitude. Like it's like I have to even though I'm like a big name, I still have to earn my spot, which and is he's good. He's been fun to watch. Oh, for sure. He's not playing like completely willy nilly like Edwards is, but he's also like he knows his value and he's just like having fun. Yeah, dude. dude, Some of his passes he makes it's so smooth. Like those behind the back when he drives. Oh, his feel for the game is just so so crazy. He's like a pro. He is a pro, but he's been a pro for a long time. Yeah, and I think that's definitely helped him. Although his dad, at first, I thought it was a stupid move to yank him out of high school, but he's proven to to turn out he's pretty proven well. Proven that it, it kind of worked. Yeah, and honestly, I could see that moving forward. Like, this is just off topic. It's still basketball. It's high school. You know this guy named Chet Holgram, uh huh, that big seven foot guy. He's a reporter asked him if he's considering like a G League route, which I could see as like the next kind of like one and done or not one and done, but like straight to the league. It's like a better option for these guys. If they don't want I to mean, go through college, that's already kind of happening with, uh, yeah, it's starting to, yeah, to develop. More. Yeah. yeah. So 
it'll be it'll be interesting to see if how colleges react to like these big names foregoing college. The, They're definitely the, gonna oh, the go ahead, colleges are gonna be fine. Like the Dukes of the world. I don't know, man. What if if Duke doesn't get Zion? I don't think they're going to contend for a national championship because they usually get kind of role players with these big names. If they care about the money, number one, people – I could be the starting point guard for Duke basketball. People are still tuning in. That's fair. But uh, I see where you're coming from too, but big names definitely do help. Like Zion coming out of high school was like – probably the the number one most anticipated college player to watch. And I wonder if we're going to have that, like if it'll still be the same. Like you'll still watch the big program names, no doubt. But these dudes that are looking at like Memphis or like these HBCU colleges, those big names kind of help them get yeah, relevant. Uh, yeah, and get revenue and people watching and stuff like that. But I'm definitely – I could definitely see that if I was like, good enough to – I might take that G League route just so I can get paid. I mean, at any time that these players are getting compensated for the value they bring, I'm going to be happy for them. Yeah, they actually might start paying college players too, which would definitely be more of an incentive. They're going to have to, to do go. that. Yeah. They're going to have to let them do brand deals and profit off their likeness because let's be honest, they're they're getting paid. Like, Oh, yeah, under the table. Yeah, but, but I think the bigger th- – like Zion should have been able to like – have ads or, or like have a shoe deal if you want to. His mom got paid, but yeah. Yeah. I, think, I mean, I think yeah, by they're, Nike, all getting, they're all getting paid. Yeah. Under yeah. Where's my, where's my payment, man? Okay, he's not, he's not getting paid, but that uh, anonymous donor just happens to send an Audi in the driveway. <laughs> Dude, honestly, I would take them paying my tuition over paying me actual money. I'd take that any day. Well, that, that should be, Maybe that's the decision that um, players make. Because if you're a four-year guy yeah. who isn't going to play pro, then you're taking the tuition over this. Yeah. Game. And that's uh, – I know someone that's an academic, and her standpoint is they don't need to pay college players because they're already paying for their education. But what I don't think she understands is that, like, these kids don't go to class. They don't care about the education aspect. No. So I'm, I'm with you, Kev. Like, you could I pick mean, – Ben Simmons has openly talked about his whole freshman year. You know how many credits he took? Zero. Four. Four. <laughs> Dude, he's not even an on-campus student yet to have 12. Uh, my uh, uncle, this is a side note. When, not my uncle. My uncle's friend. He somehow got a hold of Charles Barkley's transcript. And Charles Barkley, for like every year he was at uh, Auburn, took swing for non-swimmers like six times. And I think he failed most of them. And he took math for non like mathematicians. They just take joke classes. I mean, so, yeah, took, uh, I think I think the one class he took was like ethnic basket weaving. <laughs> Dude, I want to take that class. That class sounds kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, we could have a fun time in basket weaving class. You could just sit in the circle, man. Just weave baskets, or just like play music. I'm down for that. I feel I feel like I was struggling that. Uh, we should uh, petition our school to uh, to have that class because I'm for that. I would be. I would be too. I'd be the first one to sign up. Yeah, if I only to take four classes, but yeah, I definitely. Uh, it's be also be interested to see where this goes and where that Chet guy signs because he's a big name. He's like seven foot three. He can shoot. He can dunk. He's a little skinny though, but he'll get weight. So we'll move on to a a team that. 
people in the after the bubble they had they had higher expectations if you will but or they thought more of them it's that's the uh, phoenix suns who have in the past recent years they've been pretty bad but they're on a tear right now they're second in the west and they're number two in the power rankings uh d book is just doing his thing and I think that veteran leadership in Chris Ball has helped a lot more than people would have thought. But uh, Kev, what are your what are your thoughts on the Suns' uh, hot start? So to compare it to another sport, Noah, I'm sorry, the Suns and the Browns kind of have the same energy. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, I, I, I can see like, that. They've just been disrespected rightfully for so many years that like they got to be good eventually. I think that's disrespectful to the Suns though. How? Like when Steve, Steve Nash was on the Suns not that long ago. The Browns haven't been good literally in 25 years. Okay, you know? not, it's, it's not that bad of a case, but for the last yeah, I get what you're five, saying. six, seven years, yeah, the Suns have been the laughing stock of them. They thought Dragon Bender was the next poor thing. They thought Marquis <laughs> Chris was Okay, wait, real fast. Dude, Bender could have been something. He had potential. I just don't think they used him right. I don't really remember him playing at all. Yeah, I don't remember him ever playing. Dude, like his his streaky games, he was like legit. But then he'd like, I don't know, say he, he'd go for like 35. And then like the next seven games, he'd go for like four combined. Or like oh, not like that. Ones? But you know what I'm saying? Like he, he'd be like, oh, this dude's legit. And he'd like drop down. But he could have been probably, something. It's probably coaching more than anything. Yeah. Who is their coach now? Did they get a new coach since the – is it uh? I can't remember. Is it? I forget. Right? I know. Look, look at that. Their coach at one point was like Earl Watson. I think. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> it is Monty Williams. Yeah, he yeah. he the uh, assistant. Oh, okay. But yeah, he's doing something right down there. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, a little update. Uh, the Wizards are beating them by thirty right now. No way. 68-37 with one minute left in the first half. Do we, uh, we want to push this into our last topic, or do you have anything else to talk about, Kev, since we brought up the Wizards? I'm all good. All right, let's let's uh, do our weekly uh, Wizards rant. This will be a like one of the most – I think this will be our first permanent segment, if you will. Take it away. Well, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be permanent, but uh, – um, so – Everyone knows Westbrook is my least favorite player. And he's not playing tonight, and we're winning by 30. I don't know if that says anything. No correlation. No correlation. One before this, Westbrook has been sitting out. That should tell you something. No, you're just looking you're looking in too much, man. There's no correlation there. I don't know about that one. But um Scott Brooks needs to be fired. We need to trade Bradley Beal. Hashtag free Bradley Beal. I feel bad for the man. Um trade everyone except Denny and uh Rui. Just and, uh, complete and, rebuild. Yeah, and, tank for and, and, uh, and what's the guy's name? Kate Cunningham. Yeah, tank for that guy. So you would uh, you would you would want to be bad for like the next five to seven years, then keep Beal and be like. I mean, the thing is, so we have two, we have Beal and another good player right now, and we're still bad. So why not just be more compensated for it? Try to get some picks. I mean, yeah. yeah. Would you would you rather keep what you have now and like marginally suck or bet on like Jalen Green and Chet Holmgren? Yeah, no, I would rather I would rather bet on a, a young guy with more I feel bad for Beal. Like he needs, he needs Dude, more. I don't think you're gonna get a better player than Beal. This man's averaging yeah, thirty five points. He's like 
he's like 27, I think now, and like if we're rebuilding, he's gonna be too old. I feel like. I mean, would you would you move him for like like R.J. Barrett, Mitch Robinson, and like three firsts? Oh, three firsts, maybe. I don't know. No, but the first I... thing we need to do is fire our coach. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The reason we're losing personnel. I would start there because you got the best score in the league, and that's shown time and time again that if you just have decent pieces around him and like a good coach, then you can win. So I think, I think the Sixers are the perfect example of how huge a coach is. Exactly. You just got to find the right one. And I, I would do the net Kev. We were talking about this prior when you weren't on, you know, that Nets coach that coached that DLO team to the playoffs. Atkinson. Yeah. Is he on a team? I don't think he is. Dude, I would pick him up. I would definitely look at him Dude, for the Wizards. He is the fact that he doesn't have a job right now is exactly. insane. I would fire. Oh no, he's uh he's an assistant for the Clippers. Dude, you could still pick an assistant up. Come on, because he he led that that Nets team. Honestly, they were good, but they weren't like six seed playoff good. They, and he got him up there. They, they took a Sixers to six, and they had no business doing that. Exactly. Was so, that was the series where like Dudley fought like Ben Simmons, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, dude, that was good times, man. Jared was that 2018? Yeah, I missed that league. I was Jared Dudley in the NBA still. I'm one of a serious answer because he's How, on the bench uh, with LeBron. Dude, you can't tell me Mikey Williams isn't better than Jared Dudley. Yeah, obviously, you, he is. You cannot look me in the face and say in a one on one, Mikey Williams is not beating one on two John Stockton and Jared Dudley. I wouldn't go that far. Come on. Dude, you just gotta you know what, man, that's it. We're done. We'll we'll be back next week to bring some hot Good takes night, in. Everybody. And rant about the Wizards, the back in the league, bro.